Welcome to This Week in Bison Sports. I'm your host, Jason Pajak, and for the next half hour, we're going to be talking about everything to do with Bison Sports. So, it's just me today. Uh, Got nobody else in the studio, so I'm going to be covering everything that was and will be in Bison Sports this week. Uh, Starting off the half hour with a little bit of news. I just spoke with Mike Sarant, head coach of the University of Manitoba Bison men's hockey team. And recruit Tyler Brown, incoming goaltender, has had some major surgery and will be out for an indefinite period, but he said most likely we'll not be seeing him this year. So it will be a battle between the three remaining goaltenders uh, for the Bisons. Also hearing that Alana Sharman of the women's hockey team has suffered a pretty major injury and will be out six to eight weeks. Uh, More news coming on that, hopefully. So let's get to the show. Uh, this past weekend, we had the Bison women's soccer team as the only or one of the only Bison teams in regular season action at home. Uh, they took on the Trinity Western Spartans and University of the Fraser Valley Cascades in a weekend series to open their home schedule. Uh, so the game against Trinity, you know, they came in with the <laughs> the number one team in the country knocking down their door and the Bisons played pretty well and they held the Trinity Spartans to almost a 0-0 draw, but with about 30 seconds left in stoppage time, Trinity was able to get a goal to win the game and keep their perfect record alive. Uh, The main knock against Manitoba was that they were kind of looking a little bit pensive. They were looking very much under pressure for most of the game. They were moving the ball a little too much, forcing it up the field when they really shouldn't. They didn't hold on to it and try and create anything in transition they tried to just force the ball up the field chase it down and beat the trinity defenders back meanwhile the spartans looked like the best team in in the country they were composed they took their time moved the ball around very very well and created a lot of great chances you know you know all all good things to the bisons they did an amazing job holding off that very strong trinity western offense keeping them to just a one nothing final. Uh, and really, we're very, very close to drawing and moving up in the standings a little bit. But the Spartans got it done, got the win, and the next day was a pretty controversial and angry game against the University of the Fraser Valley Cascades. Uh, the, the coach of University of Fraser Valley, after the game, saying that they got robbed. And, you know... If you look at the rule book and what happened on the field, you could make that argument. But the Bisons coming into that game looked a lot more calm and ready for their opponent. They were not rushing at all. They were holding on to the ball. But really, the problem was that they were holding on to it for a little bit too long. Uh, they seemed to be making that extra half-second thought, holding on to it just a tad too long and letting... The, the Cascades players, either a defender to get back, put on that pressure, or to cover the open man wherever the kick was going. There were a few points where uh, a Bison player would take a half second too long holding the ball, and then the pressure would come on. They'd 
then they'd be forced back into what happened with the Trinity Western Spartans, where they'd be forced to move the ball just to retain possession or hopefully retain possession. And also there were a few, uh, not exactly set plays. Uh, those were very good for both sides, actually. Uh, but this, the Bisons moving the ball up the field or across the field, just trying to keep it moving, that little half second just robbed them more and more as the game went on and really was kind of the reason why they couldn't come away with the win. They got a lot of great chances. They got a lot of great pressure, especially early on in the game. It was really their game for the first 45, uh, but they just could not get it in there. Um, but all credit to UFV. They came in. Uh, they had drawn. They were winless all year. Came in, got a 2-2 draw against a arguably better Manitoba squad uh, in a very controversial game. Uh, it was... 2-1 heading towards stoppage time when the University of Manitoba Bisons were gifted, and I mean gifted, uh, a penalty kick, which uh, Amanda Wong used to tie the game 2-2, and UFE could not get the lead back. They led for most of the game. They led 1-0, 2-1, and just could not get over the hump at the end of the game. Um, and the... <laughs> Coach Giesbrick of the Cascades was very right that the call t- for the penalty kick was a little suspect, um, give, but the Bisons are going to take that every single time to tie the game, get those all-valuable points in Canada West, taking the 2-2 draw and moving on. Uh, next up for the women's soccer team will be the University of Lethbridge and the University of Calgary this weekend. Uh, teams are coming in 2 o'clock uh, tomorrow afternoon for the University of Lethbridge, and same thing on Sunday for the University of Calgary. Lethbridge is having a bit of trouble to start off the year. They are goalless in four games. They have are 0-4-0 on the year, uh, zero goals, and really have not looked very good heading into the year. And, you know, we... The, the UFB game seemed like it was going to be the easier game of the weekend, but really the Bisons stumbled a little bit and could not come away with the win. So keep your breath held a little bit when with Lethbridge, Lethbridge coming into town. Uh, they give up, give up a lot of shots, but they've got a very strong keeper. Uh, both keepers, actually, for these two Alberta squads have been doing very well this year. Uh, both tied for second in Canada West in save percentage with a .923. Uh, but really, Lethbridge is having a lot of trouble scoring goals, and they're not getting. It's not like they're not getting chances. Uh, midfielder midfielder Erica Ogston uh, has ten shots on the year, so a lot of their offense or their offensive drives are coming from that midfield, uh, either for shots coming in or just in transition. So, a major thing for the Bisons this week is this weekend is going to be stopping those chances and locking down in front. They're going to get try and force a lot of rebounds, try and get it into traffic in front. You know, same thing with hockey. They're going to try and get the ball down right near the net. If you can't get the shot clear from just outside the penalty box, get it in, put it in a way, a spot where the goaltender will have to smack it down or try and push it out so you can force a corner or a free kick. Just do everything you can to get those chances in there. And for the Bisons, with the, with 
the chances that Lethbridge is going to be going for, you're going to have to try and mitigate those opportunities, those second chance opportunities. Uh, so by locking down in the penalty zone or in the penalty area, not to the point where you're going to draw any fouls, but really just use use the space, box them out, try and keep the chances to the outside, force them out when you can, let your keeper see the ball and keep bodies away from her when she's trying to make those saves and they can be very successful. On the other end, Calgary's coming in 3-1-0 and on the year and for a team that is second place in the Prairie Division of Canada, the Canada West Conference, they have not really won the games by very wide margins. They currently sit with four goals for and two against, really coming away with those wins by the skin of their teeth. Um, but not, also not for lack of trying. Uh, they've their goalkeepers also got a. Nine two three save percentage, and um, you know they really are doing a good job of keeping those shots down. As she's nowhere near where Lethbridge's keeper is right now in terms of total saves, um, but the offense is not very diverse in terms of chances in Calgary. It's a lot of the forwards are getting the majority of shots. Uh, one of their defenders is high up there in terms of shots per game, but. Really, it's the forwards that are creating those offensive opportunities. And for Manitoba, it's just keeping those chances, once again, to the outside, making sure they can't put the ball through and get that ball in in transition, and really locking down that penalty area. It's going to be so important this this weekend to just lock down that penalty area and make sure no chances get in. Um you know they're going to tr- Calgary's going to try and get it in tight try and get those forwards going and try and get those that those offensive chances but really what Manitoba's got to do is lock that down move the ball out and up the side of the field to try and get it down into the offensive zone but Calgary's going to be a very tough opponent in terms of defense they play v- they have a very shrewd defense and it's going to be very tough for a Manitoba team that has struggled a little while, a little bit, uh, to get some offense going them, themselves. Um, so another thing for Manitoba to, that they're going to need to focus on is their set plays. The game against the Cascades, the uh, <laughs> the visitors were very, very successful from set plays. Uh, they had at least one of their goals came from a a free kick, uh, just right from the sideline, straight into the penalty area, and put right past the keeper for the one nothing lead and they were very close for getting to getting that lead back in the in stoppage time getting two really good back-to-back chances off of corner kicks so Manitoba's going to have to try and flip the script on that and become get a lot of a lot more chances off of those corners off of those free kicks and use those opportunities to really push themselves ahead. They've done a very good job of drawing fouls against better opponents like Trinity and less skilled opponents like UFV, but they really haven't been able to capitalize on them. So coming into this weekend when you've got a, an opponent like Lethbridge and one that's so defensively good like Calgary, especially that Calgary game is going to be very, very important for them to get those opportunities off the set plays where you don't have to really worry about the defense at all and moving the ball around. You can just get those quick chances 
from the corner or from just outside the penalty area on a free kick to just get that going. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting weekend. It's going to be two games, Lethbridge on Saturday at 2 and Calgary on Sunday at 2. So go out there and support your, your University of Manitoba Bison women's soccer team. The other Bison team on in regular season action last week was the University of Manitoba football team. Uh, they had a, another back-and-forth game uh, against the University of Alberta, and they came away with the win this time. Uh, once again, a, a mistake late in the game almost cost the team the win. Uh, it was a dropped snap on a on a punt that would really should have shouldn't happen. Um, it, you know, you can see that it was an accident. It was rainier earlier. The ball could have slipped out of his hands. But the the main thing is that after that play, the Bisons gave up a very quick touchdown. But instead of falling apart like they did the first two games of the year, they rallied. Dylan Schrott got a very nice touchdown, connecting with his good old Calgary buddy, Des Catelier, who we had on last week. And the Bidens came away with the win, rallying behind that Schrott touchdown. Um, so this is going to be weird to say, but a team from the University of Alberta is last place in Canada West. I know. I, I When I saw that, I, I was taken aback. I didn't know what to think. The University of Alberta in last place. I don't know what's going on. What What's happening with this team? Well, that's what's going on right now. The University of Alberta Golden Bears are 0-3 on the year. Uh, but that's not to say that they will be an easy opponent when they rematch with the University of Manitoba this weekend at Foot Field in Edmonton. Uh, they have 34 points on the season, and just over 20 of those came in their game against Manitoba. So the main thing for the Bisons heading into this weekend is going to be locking down defensively. They've had very high-scoring games to start the year, and that luck is going to run out eventually. It's not been working for them very well so far this year. It almost caught up to them in that win last weekend, and it might catch up to them this weekend. So they've really got to lock down defensively, get rid of those chances, cut down on those mistakes, and really just push the game forward. They're doing a fantastic job of getting the ball downfield. Everybody's joining in on the play. Jamel Lyles has been fantastic as he has been all year in the run game. Dylan Schrott has gotten tons of yardage uh, receiving and it's been just a fantastic year for the offense. The defense, it's been a little bit of an issue. So look for the Bidens to try and right that ship heading into this weekend and really this is a make-or-break weekend for the University of Manitoba Bisons men's football team. They're 1-2. and two. They're about halfway through the season already. And, you know, Canada West, you can go 3-5 and five and make the playoffs. That is totally, totally an option, especially with how things are shaking down this year. But you have to get to 3-5 and five first. And you're not going to get there with lackadaisical defense and those very costly mistakes. You had the blocked punt in the first game, you had the two interceptions in the second game, and you had that uh, that drop snap last game. So you need to clean up those mistakes and move forward with that. But the football's been good, and if the Bisons can lock down defensively, can clean up those mistakes, you know, two wins, three wins, those will be easy, and 
four and five, you might be able to see that heading into playoffs this year. So the Bombers aren't looking like they're going to make the playoffs. I'm, you know, they're, they've got Montreal coming in this weekend, and Johnny Manziel is going to try and come back from his concussion. But for the Bombers, it's a make-or-break weekend if they want to make the playoffs. And same thing for the Bisons in Cal or in Edmonton. Uh, and sticking on with the University of Manitoba Bison men's football team, Dylan Schrott is now two touchdowns away from tying the great Nick Dembski's single-season touchdown record. Uh, Dembski had seven touchdowns in the second-to-last year with the Bisons. And, you know, he went on to have a very fantastic CFL career so far. He's playing with his hometown Bombers and looking like a very good, He's going to be a great player for that team moving forward. And really, it started here in that seven-touchdown year. It, it's a little bit odd. Uh, I was talking to John Gods during the game uh, on the weekend, and both of us were kind of taken aback by it. The record is only seven touchdowns in eight game, in an eight-game season, and Schrott's already got five in three games. So, you know, that the record doesn't seem very secure. Sorry, Nick Dembski, but... You know, if Schrock can do that, it bodes well for him uh, as a just personally, and it bodes well for the team. Um, so look out for that this weekend, and hopefully he can break it on uh, at at home at IGF. Not this weekend, but next. Um, another major thing for the Bison's football team heading into this weekend will be the Calgary connection. I am going to coin that right now. Because it's working, and they're both from Calgary, so Calgary connection seems pretty apt um, between Des Catelier, the quarterback, and Dylan Schrott, wide receiver. Um, two guys, as you heard last week if you were listening, the two of them grew up playing football together in Calgary, had have a lot of experience together, and they've been clicking so far this year, having Schrott come in and be a major part of this team alongside Descatelier has really worked out for Brian Doby uh, and for the Bison team in general. And really, without that connection and without that chemistry, that win last weekend may not have happened. Um, that's not to say that Des doesn't have good chemistry with the rest of his receiver core, but really, you can see a little bit something different between him and Schrott. And if the Bisons can ride that Calgary connection, still going to coin that, um, that is going to be a very good thing for them moving forward. It's going to help them be very successful if those two guys can keep clicking like they are and really get over the hump and keep producing. So look out for that week this weekend, uh, that connection between Schrott and Catelier. Hopefully there is a record-breaking celebration on the way. Hopefully it's at home. Um, but the Bisons will be in... Edmonton this weekend for the Albert against the Alberta Golden Bears. You can catch that on Canada West TV. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting, very interesting game. So we are going to go to commercial right now, and when I come back, we're going to look at a little bit further ahead this weekend. We got some teams in preseason action, and where you can catch all those things here on UMFM and on Canada West TV. <sighs> 
Located in Unit 201 at 1109 Henderson Highway, Planet of Sound is 100% Manitoba owned and proudly independent. Your top-notch source for new and used music, video games, and movies. With more than 16 years in the business, Planet of Sound specializes in helping you find that special item to round out your collection. Open Monday through Friday from noon until 8 p.m., Saturdays from 11 until 6 p.m. Visit Planet of Sound today and check out our large assortment of compact discs, vinyl, DVDs, Blu-rays, video games, apparel, collectibles, and more. Planet of Sound, Unit 201 at 1109 Henderson Highway. Purveyors of great music and good times since the year 2000. I have a right to safety, I have a right to education, I have a right to my culture. Kids like me need to know about child rights and earlier age what to do about it. Today, the Canadian Council of Child and Youth Advocates asks you to make every day a day to stand up for children's rights in your life. If you are a young person who needs the help of an advocate, you can also find the advocate for your own province listed on cccya.ca. And welcome back to This Week in Bison Sports. Is that a quick commercial break there? I'm Jason Pajak, and we've got about five minutes left here, so we're going to look a little bit further ahead um, or kind of to the preseason action that's coming your way this weekend. Um, we got the University of Bison's, University of Manitoba Bison women's hockey team playing a preseason, I guess, preseason tournament, preseason invitational. Uh, Sean Fisher was not very descriptive when we were talking about that earlier but they will be playing this afternoon in about an hour and a half um uh, against the u18 saskatchewan huskies team that'll be a very good preseason test for them and getting all the rookies and recruits in there for a little bit of action uh they will also be playing at seven o'clock that's what my notes say 7 p.m tomorrow against uh regina uh, and then finally, they'll be closing out at one fifteen on Sunday um, at Seven Oaks against the Team Manitoba team. Um, as for men's hockey, they've got a preseason game as well this weekend. They'll be in action Saturday against Regina at 2 p.m. Uh, both Regina teams traveling to Manitoba together. So you can actually catch that on UMFM. And it will be broadcast on Canada West TV. They'll be having my... I won't be there, uh, unfortunately. Uh, kind of fortunately for me in the sense that a friend of mine is getting married and I have I will be at their wedding um, earlier in the day and through into the evening. Uh, but you will be able to hear Mr. Evan Midford uh, joining Teebs on the broadcast this weekend for his first taste of uh, broadcasting. So, you know, go out there, give him a very warm welcome, give give him a lot of viewership. It's going to be a really great game, and it's the first step in um, a very, very good relationship between UMFM, the Manitoban, and Bison Sports, uh, as we heard John talk about a couple weeks ago. So, really, um, once again, women's soccer, 2 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. Saturday is the University of Lethbridge. Sunday is the University of Calgary. Uh, Saturday, today, 1 p.m., women's hockey against the Saskatchewan U18. 7 against the University of Regina on Saturday. And Sunday, 1.15 p.m. against Team Manitoba. 
And for men's hockey, preseason game against Regina, 2 p.m. tomorrow. So I kind of want to close out the show a little bit just by bringing more, um, not exactly bringing attention to myself, but bringing a little bit more attention to this collaboration or this expanded relationship that um, UMFM, the Manitoban, and Bison Sports are trying to build here this year. Um, I was minding my own business this summer, just like everybody else, just enjoying the sunshine and trying to get out to the lake whenever I could. And um, John Gods reached out to me, uh, as well as Jared here at UMFM, with the opportunity to come in and not only take over This Week in Bison Sports, but really come in and be the voice for Bison men's hockey. Um, you know, in previous years, we've had the UMFM broadcast team at Wayne Fleming for the games, but they've been, you know, we've been separated from the Canada West broadcasts. And this year, we really want to try and bridge that divide and provide consistency of voice on air um, for everybody, really. Um, we had some very great students come in and do the broadcasts on Canada West TV last year. Um, but really having that consistency across both broadcast, both the streaming broadcast and the radio broadcast is very important for building, building a community around these teams. And that's something we really want to do. Um, so I am also the sports editor at the Manitoban and you know, it was kind of just like a perfect storm of things, bringing these three organizations together. We're all around. We're all basically in the same building here at the University of Manitoba. The Manitoba in our office is in the basement of Helen Glass. UMFM is here in University Center. I can see the admin building out to my right. And Bison Sports, they're just everywhere on campus, basically. Um, so really bringing all of us together and having that that cross-platform ability between the radio, the online broadcast, and the print stuff with Manitoban, having that consistency and having those good relationships is really going to help us bring a higher quality product and a greater experience to our listeners and to our viewers. So I hope you will all enjoy as we go on this journey together um, whether you're listening on UMFM, watching on Canada West TV, picking up a print or reading online with the Manitoban, I cannot wait for this year. Um, and just in closing, a little bit of a plug. The Manitoban, we are still looking for a sports reporter. So if you want to join me, you can get a little bit of experience. I could bring you on the, on the radio. You can take part in the broadcast. If you want to get your foot in the door, like I did with sports media, we're looking for a sports reporter, so send your CVs and a writing sample to me at com, and we can get started. Have a good weekend, everybody.